Hello and welcome to High Shelf Gaming Podcast. I'm the host, David Gillespie. Every week, I'm joined by my co-host, Rich Wisneski, and we bring on guests to talk about role-playing games and board games and gaming conventions. If this is up your alley, feel free to download, listen, subscribe, and please rate us on iTunes. It really helps people find us. You can also connect with us on Twitter, at High Shelf Gaming, and join our Facebook group, High Shelf Gaming Podcast. It's a closed group, but click to join. We're friendly to everybody, and we'll get you added in. We also have a Discord server to talk games with us all you like. Hey everyone, this is David Gillespie again, and as always, I'm joined by the equitable Rich Wisniewski. Oh, look at that. You make me sound so even keel and like I distribute things properly. I do think I, I have a, I'm going to come up with like a co-host song that you can play. <laughs> you know, like when I was watching the Logan Paul, Jake Paul fight, they were like coming down to their theme song. So I'm going to have a rap that's kind of like, you know, the co-host with the most. <laughs> He's the one with a ghost. He knows how to float. And so I'll, I'll put that together. You already you already made me say a bunch of stuff in the past. If you're gonna make me rap, I think we're gonna lose all of our listeners. <laughs> no, it's gonna be a title song. It's oh. gonna be like something you can just play. Okay. And I'll be like, Yes, I'm here. So it's coming in the future, everyone. <laughs> all right, good. Yes. Yeah, so long as I don't have to rap. I think Heather's gonna do some background tracks for me. Oh and <laughs> Yes. Yes. So uh, epic. Everyone at home, Heather is joining us today. Heather, welcome back. Hey, guys. Hello, Glad Heather. To be back again. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, with you beatboxing in the background and somebody other yeah. than me rapping, this will be a this Great will be a episode. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so, Heather, what are we what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about the lovely board game uh, Dead of Winter by Plaid Hat Games. Yay. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So for the folks that have been tuning in on our Friday night Twitch streams, you've seen us play this game a lot lately. I want to say we've played it, what, six or seven times in the last, I mean, we've played it. um, We've been playing it since before Gen Con. And we haven't beat it to death yet. It was the first like real, I want to say real board game that I played with you guys. Like we played right. Secret Hitler once, and then we played Dead of Winter. So we did a lot of D and D. Yeah, we did a lot of D and D board game, and then what was the other one? Twilight um, Imperium. Scythe. We've not done Twilight Imperium. Oh we did the God. Scythe game, but that was way back in our infancy. Yeah, I was in Fireball Island. We should do that if they make Fireball Island as a tabletop simulator game. We should absolutely play it. But um, but yeah, this one we've been playing a lot, and. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. So I'm really glad that we get to talk about it today. Yeah, it's a fantastic game. I've played it several times uh, with other friends, but we've always played the basically the starter card. Never got to play the harder games that like we've been playing on the. Oh, the and they get harder, folks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, dear definitely. listener. At first, that starter game lulled me into a false sense of security because <laughs> I want to say I think I won the first game. You did. Yeah. 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 Just kind of toot my Heard horn. Toot, toot. <laughs> well, we had the secret agenda cards. True. And I, yeah. I totally guessed what a couple of people's were and I blocked them. Oh. I think, Heather, I blocked you. Oh, it's I? possible. Oh. I, yes. just like playing, I just like getting the cards of the game. So, so. so let's talk about that a little bit. This game is a cooperative or a semi-cooperative mm-hmm. worker placement slash zombie. Uh, 
slash zombie survival slash what is it? Walking Dead. What is the deal where you're? What are the game types where you're just dealing with a flood of stuff like pandemics? Um, what what would be a good tag for that? Crisis games. Yeah, like crisis Ooh, management games. I like that. Yeah, yeah, great way to put that. So it's all of those you things. Have a podcast. Plaid Hat calls it literally calls it a crossroads game. Okay. It tests a group of survivors' abilities to work together and stay alive while facing crises and challenges. And when you do just the starter game, that's about as as far as it goes. Mm -hmm. But when you get into the more advanced stuff and you start to have betrayers and you start to have uh, reasons to exile people, even if um, they're not the betrayer, they might not. They may just not be good. (laughs) Another favorite part of my game is exiling people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so it does all these things. And there's this like group objective that we all are going for unless you're the betrayer. And then there's individual win objectives, like secret objectives that you want to win the game plus a little extra. And if you get that, then you're really the winner. Bragging rights over the rest of your friends. Yeah, which is perfect. Which is perfect. That's how all board games should be played is how well I can <laughs> brag about what I did to you. Which, dear listener, please notice I wrote down I had bragging rights and brought it up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. I have one. I have different bragging rights. I'm the first to be exiled in our little croup. Oh, yeah. it was so sweet, everyone. God, <laughs> you should. The Friday night Twitch went nuts. People were just chatting in the box all about it. We made everybody vote. We and oh, we just we rallied the troops to kick David out of our colony. And that's what happens when you exile someone. You're like, boom, Bye. f a bunch of you, get out of my colony. That's and right. not only do you kick that guy out, you lose all of the. You know, the help they could have given you <laughs> with supplies and stuff to help you win the game. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I did have turn. I did have a big hand of supplies. I was like, yeah. y'all don't want this? Cool. No yeah. worries. Yeah, we lost a hand that could help put supplies in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but Rich did get to exile David, so <laughs> So it was, worth it. It was. It was. I think it was a Rich and Barry. Barry's another one of our uh, Friday night regulars. I think. I think mm-hmm. the two of them really campaigned well and and won the Twitch crowd over. Who um, was on your side? Yeah. Who, who was on your side? You were on my side. Thank you. The entire Thank time, you. Heather. Want everyone out there to know. Yeah. I, I tried to I tried to direct my hate towards the others. I don't think <laughs> I was super. You know, it's interesting when you're okay. We'll talk about Exile because it's you're, yeah, it's, a, you, it's a whole different thing. I just have a new line for my rap intro. Rich the Betrayer. <laughs> it has to rhyme with stuff. You can't just say one line and be Slayer, like, that is a rap. Betrayer. Mayor. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. This is not going to be a gamer rap. New podcast. <laughs> Rhyming with Rich. <laughs> um, okay. So... The, <laughs> a couple other stats. We'll get back to the stats. A couple other stats about this game. Um, they say it, talk, it takes about sixty to ninety minutes. I think that's on the quick end of things. Like if you have the cards, there's different objectives, and some of them are fast, some of them are medium or long. The fast, I'll agree, is sixty to ninety minutes. I think it also has to do that we're playing online. Mm. I think it probably can go faster in person. Sure. Um, Is that her way of saying it's my fault? No. <laughs> Just no. no, but yes. Um, <laughs> but something I do um, think is really cool about this game is the uh, amount of awards it's gotten. 2014 Game of the Year by Dice Tower 
Game of the Year, People's Choice by the or- by Origins, Meeple's Choice nominee. I mean, it's gotten a lot of reward uh, rewards. It's gotten a lot of awards since it came out. Um, yeah, back in Board Game Geek, Board Game Geek gave it an, an award. I mean, this is a it's a fun game, guys. I mean, this, that's the reason why it's got a lot of rewards, and, and that's the reason why we keep playing it on Friday nights. Like, there's other games we can play, but we always go, eh, we got three or more people. Let's do let's do Dead of Winter. Yeah. And, and another big shout-out for our ability to review really old games. We, we, we just, we love that, don't we? We love to review old games. And I noticed one of their things is out of print and out of purchasing ability. One of their expansions or oh, the yeah. multiplayer, like total colony against colony, four to 11, which by the way, wow, that could be really wicked. Because when you became the exile and it was colony versus one person, yeah. that was wicked, bro. And yeah. imagine colony against colony fighting for resources and having different objectives to try and not die and different objectives to keep zombies from killing you and other people sending zombies your way. Holy smokes. Yeah, that would be really difficult. Yeah. I, I will spin that back around to current time. Uh, Plot Hat Games is releasing a sci-fi sort of version called Gen oh. 7 using the same Crossroads type system. Is oh, my God. Um, okay, so out for pre-order right now. When they say Crossroads system, this is actually a really cool aspect of the game. Before, when your turn begins, the player to your right, typically, I think, draws the Crossroads card. Mm-hmm. And the crossword card has a trigger at the top saying, if this happens during this player's turn, read the rest of the card. And a lot of times it's, you know, somebody goes to the school or this player has this specific character, you know, like Sparky. is. You can actually own Sparky the dog and Sparky the dog helps you, you know, attack zombies or the mayor of the town or there's all these different characters. And the crossroads cards will reference specific characters and say, if this character is takes an action or is on the board or something like that these things occur and it's a really neat way to constantly be adding in uh, sometimes benefits uh, and a lot of times not necessarily like direct problems but you get a choice you have a you know select one or two select from one or two maybe even three you, options you mean a crossroad well yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> but it's really neat it's a cool way to say hey um, you know, during this turn, we have uh, we have some important decisions to make. And we felt that's how Dave screwed the colony and found his way on the outside. <laughs> Is yeah. Barry and I felt your decision was not a colony decision, and you made <laughs> a individual choice. And whoa, 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 look what happened! You got exiled. Booyah! Yeah. So so let's let's break that one down. I had um, on Steam, there's or on Tabletop Simulator, this game exists there, and somebody has added in. I don't know if this was from one of the like little little expansions or something like that, or if this is just a, an add-in straight. The person added in Felicia Day as one of the characters, so the actress Felicia Day ended up in my control. You start off with two characters that you control. One of my characters is a totally normal character i think they had a a regular power and then felicia day's power was hey when crossroads comes up if that character referenced in the crossroads card is not active on the board felicia day takes on that character and acts as that person well enough so that the crossroad card will trigger that sounded like a great fun thing to me at the time it was not (laughs) 
so many crosswords. Everything triggered. Had so many problems. So I agree. She probably um, was not a great fit for the colony, but it was a lot of fun. Little uh, fun fact, Felicia Day was a promo card from Plat Hat Games that was handed out as part of Tabletop Day Kids that oh. many local game store had. Ah, okay. Oh, so interesting. Neat. Let's back up and talk about like the start of this game. Everyone, like you said, starts with two characters. Each uh, character has an ability of some kind. Their characters can do a couple different things during their round. They are able to go out to locations outside the colony and search, or they can fight zombies. This is kind of a resource management game. It's a lot of it's a lot of different types of games. It's a resource management in that you need to be able to collect food or medicine or tools in order to survive a round. Yep. You will take a character and they might have an ability that allows them to look at the first card in a stack uh, and keep it or decide not to. should mention that those stacks are at external locations. So Correct. in the colony is your characters and useless colony members that just attract more zombies and cause cost you more food in the colony you have zombies to kill and then outside of the colony are all these locations those locations are where you find these cards so if you want to get more medicine or food you got to go foraging basically you have to go out to another location like the police department or the school or what have you to look through those cards and different characters have powers for those some are really good at searching through say the library others are really good at searching through the school or they're really good at killing zombies or some other little power that's generally pretty helpful. By the way, I read Sparky outfitted with the right weapon is pretty much in, invincible against zombies. That's good. Yes. That's oh, right. and Sparky's a dog. Yeah. yeah, you can play a dog. You have. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone has the overall goal of surviving the game. So that card will set like what your morale tracker is you have to track morale and you can lose it in certain ways uh, there's a turn tracker depending on the level of the game and so you have an overall objective like you need to kill 20 zombies before you're out of rounds and then everybody has an individual goal like rich was this is how rich won yeah baby i immediately regretted saying that david Did you hear that? <laughs> So everyone has an individual goal. There's a betrayer mechanic, not just an exile mechanic, but a betrayer mechanic as well. Yeah, uh, and that's and that's from the, those secret cards, right? So your secret mission, you might end up as the betrayer. And these secret missions, I think it's, it's really clever because it means that we're not all going to be focusing on just the primary goal and the and the secondary goal or the um, the round goal or round challenge that they throw at you. You're always distracted by your secret mission, you know, right. to go and collect a ton of gas cans or get books or get whatever. You're always kind of incentivized to eh, take a little trip away and manage your stuff. So the, maybe that means that the main problem gets worse or something along those lines. And then the betrayer, they have a goal like, you know, the main objective fails and so many people have died or something along those lines. And there's a couple of different, I think, Betrayer secret cards out, out there now if you have all the expansions. So, you know, you can act very much like you're in with the gang and, and all cool with everybody. There's some really neat ways to spoil in the game that, that doesn't out you immediately as the Betrayer. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, definitely a cool mechanic. For instance, I kind of mentioned the round challenge. Every round you get a, you get a short-term challenge like 
you need to put one gas can for every player on this card. And that's all placed face down. Well, the betrayer could seed in some non-gas can cards face down. And everybody thinks, oh, well, I see the number of cards on the board there. That's enough. Therefore, we're all good. Well, if the, <laughs> if the betrayer is spoiled with some stuff, well, one, you know you have a betrayer. But two, you've lost something. You've lost some morale. You've lost uh, some really important stuff on, that, uh, on those short-term challenges. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to lose Dead yeah. of Winter. <laughs> and by the way, you can't just look at the cards and watch them be revealed. Everybody puts into the challenge, right? Which usually seems to be six to eight maybe cards. Yep. And then before they're flipped over, they're, sh they're, they're shuffled. So if you're a card counter and you're watching Heather drop two and Dave drop one and Rich drop three, and then you're watching the flip over and you remember who's who, doesn't mm -hmm. work. Right. With the shuffle comes that randomness to where, you know, it really can mess things up. And I haven't been able to be the betrayer yet. And I have a feeling if I ever am, it'll be way too obvious. <laughs> Maybe so. Because I'll be like, booyah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so there is definitely some some benefit to having some poker, some poker face in this yes. game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, you have that goal. You have your personal goal. Then you have the zombies, which... Relentless, relentless. Absolutely, yeah. They, they show up wherever there's people. So if there's people in the colony, they're showing up at the colony. If there's people out at these scavenger locations, they show up at those scavenger locations. And if they overrun their little area, then they're going to break out and start biting people. On the die, there's, there is one facing the tooth. That means that person dies of being zombified. And now you roll for the next person. Because they may have bitten someone else. <laughs> yep, it can definitely get spread back. Uh, and we haven't had that happen, but it's always very nerve-wracking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can also get frostbite. You can take up to three wounds. If you get frostbite, you take a wound, and then at the beginning of your next turn, you will take another one until it's healed. <laughs> yeah, or, or you've you. died from it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, so you start the game with only two characters. Mm -hmm. Losing one is a huge kind of drain because mm -hmm. you get you only get so many actions a turn you get basically so many dice yeah so you're the way you do actions in this game is you roll six-sided die and the higher the number the better that means you're more likely to accomplish whatever that action is but those also represent actions that you can take or workers you know when i say worker assignment you know you're you're kind of assigning the person to a place and then you're giving them tasks to do based on those dice the Really, you know, when you lose a person, you lose a die. And when you add people to your team, you add die. So you can take more actions, all that kind of stuff. And it's it really snowballs downhill quick when you lose a character. So you early on, you got to be really careful with your characters. And that's actually how I sewed my own defeat there is it was my first turn. And I had the choice of either lose Felicia Day or add one zombie at each scavenger location. I said, yeah, okay, bro. well, yeah. I don't want to lose her because then I'm only down to one guy. I'm only going to get to take two actions. Because the game's all about me. It's not about our group. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> you want to have more action so you have more chances to help win the game. And I thought, oh, well, one zombie per scavenger location isn't that bad a deal. But apparently it was a super big deal to poor little Rich and, and, and Boo 
that we just jumped on a bandwagon to get you off the team. <laughs> yeah. That's all that was. Uh, we yeah. were just, it, was, it really uh, yeah. wasn't that bad of a deal. It was just, oh, let's make this Friday interesting after three beers. And yep. that is exactly what happened. But, th- yeah. but this is how it goes. So, you know, when you're early game, moving to a scavenge location is, d- is dangerous mm-hmm. because you might get frostbite and die in two rounds. Or get bit um, by a zombie out of right. nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's just one of those things that like this game is tough well, and, and you have to be really happen, careful. That did oh, happen to us with uh, the very first game we played with um, Barry. And oh, that was you weren't at that game, David. It was me, Rich, Barry and someone I think else. I showed up late. Yeah, I you up came late. in late for Barry. But his very first move out of the colony was his character got bitten and died. Oh, my God. So he was down to one character at oh the, my God. Of the game. Oh my god! And the game is set up with a mechanic that if all of your characters do die, you do get to start again with new characters. So you're not immediately kicking one of your friend group out if they happen sure. to die. Because die rolls do just sometimes go bad. Yeah, right. exactly. And you know that that's one of those things is it does happen. I think it's really cool. Um, again, here's I would love to sit down with these guys because this is again another mechanic that reminds me of Roll for the Galaxy. That you add in, you add in people. Well, you add in resources. You get more die in your die pool. Get yep. to make more choices. Get to be a faster playing game. Yep. Um, you know, really, really neat idea. Again, now we got placement, scavenging, rolling with dice, getting people. Uh, very cool. Yeah. 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 There's a whole lot of neat stuff going on for sure. Mm-hmm. But the best for me is the crossroads cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, it's, it's they've got flavored text. They've got really interesting Faustian bargains that you have to make. So these crossroad cards are like going to pull at emotional strings. And that is such a neat thing that they can do in a board game. I, I It's one of the few board games that really does that. And it does a great job at it. And you mentioned the flavor text. It's really fun to read. They did a yeah. great job of making these like three, four line um, events that you get to kind of as you turn the hall. Mm-hmm. You see your son. Mm-hmm. You know, they have they have some really good little writing in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why we keep coming back to it is yeah. the story that you make in playing the game is just staying good. It's just such a great, great story. And that's another thing. There isn't a huge story around. Like, you don't know how the zombie apocalypse uh, came about. Pilot Hat doesn't provide that narrative for you. Right. You are basically making that narrative up as you go, just... Um, with those crossroads cards and then just poking fun of each other at the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it really feels like this is a medium to small town mm-hmm. and they have like the library, the police station, you know, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, nobody has really any information. We're all just beset by zombies and, and, and bundled together. You know, when you go out and search, That can be a whole nother dynamic because like as you're searching through the stacks, you draw one card and you keep it. You can say, you know what? I'm going to make some more noise searching harder and I'll draw more cards, but I'm still only going to get to keep one. And that can be really important if you have to get a gun or if you have to get a book or if you have to get food. You know, sometimes it's like we've got to get food to feed the colony. I am going to search my face off trying to get this food that might mean I'm going to add a bunch of noise to the board, which may attract more zombies. But that whole risk reward thing is really nice in the game. I I really appreciate that they did that. And you got to know your role, you know, those cards for people, 
You know, not everybody's Sparky the Stunt Dog. So some people are better at searching at the library. Some people right. are better at searching at the police station. Some people are better at killing. Right. And so if you've got two kill cards, you got to lay off going and doing the searching and do the killing. And just like you got to play your part in the order right, because, you know, I'll do the dirty jobs. And there is a spot in the game that you got to clean out the trash because oh, if yeah. the trash gets too high, there's problems. Oh, yeah. And so when you're at the end of the order, you got to just suck it up. You don't, you can't go get a weapon. Mm-hmm. You can't go run and do some cool killing. You got to take out the trash and you got to clear the bin. So the next turn can go off, you know, as planned. So uh, it really takes a group that understands their roles too, which is great on our little stream. We have a lot of fun. I can't wait to play in person with some people that are yeah. just randos. Yeah, I don't know about randos so much. Playing, <laughs> I, I do because they're gonna. Them. I, know you know, I can't wait to see what they do. But you know, it's it's like everyone going. Dude, don't go get a gun. Clean the trash. Because you get to play your turn like, uh, oh, pandemic. You know, it's the idea that you get to play your turn. Right. And even though everybody wants you to do something else, you still get to do what you want to do. And I think it's, I don't want to say anything's better than pandemic, but I think that whole, I get to make decisions for what my character is going to do is better in uh, Dead of Winter. Because pandemic really does lend itself to... (gasps) You're hey, right. you're going to do this thing. And no, no, if your character moves, does this, moves these four times, right. they can do that. You know, this game really includes a lot of, a lot of personal goals, a lot of yeah. personal objectives here. Yeah. And Pandemic, you know, can't, that's not their, that's not their gig. And you know what? I never felt like, we've talked to a lot of people about Pandemic and Pandemic games. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people feel like they get railroaded into their decisions. You know, they mm-hmm. got to do this. I don't think I've ever felt that way playing that game. And I don't think other people did either. I think people cooperatively wanted to keep the colony alive. Eh? And Dead of Winter, yeah. I think Yeah, you just kind of have to figure out what those roles are. Well, yeah, but you were exiled. <laughs> we I exiled. didn't at all. <laughs> Dear listener, we sent him to the cold tundra. So let's let's talk about being exiled. Let's. One, I didn't expect to get exiled, but um, thanks to the brigading on the Twitch stream. Yes. I got exiled, which turned out to be um, a different kind of fun. I, I typically don't like betrayal games. Like I like either it's cooperative or we're all against each other. This one has that occasionally, right? Like you don't always have a betrayer and you don't always get somebody exiled. But once they're exiled, no, they're against the colony. Like my secret objective went away and it was replaced by an exiled objective, which was basically kill people. So <laughs> people inside the colony, I couldn't really kill, but people outside the colony and all the scavenger locations, I could go up and fight. I didn't end up doing that because the PVP rules are really kind of weird in this game. There are other ways to try and get people killed. And so what I was trying to do was just farm up a lot of zombies, make a bunch of noise in a location and then run as my last action so that all those zombies just flooded into the colony and killed either colonists that were in the colony or those useless colonists that just absorb food and attract more zombies. Well, it's also um, important to point out that I'm pretty sure that card said you just needed to kill people, including your own characters. Right. Yeah, my own so characters you counted. Were, yeah, you were picking up people and then 
basically leaving them out. To you were an evil, <laughs> evil god. No, I was not a god. I was. You were player. adding people just to cycle them into Soylent. Yeah. <laughs> there, okay, yeah. It took me a second to realize that. But yeah, once I realized that, I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to leave little Timmy out <laughs> at yeah. the gas station surrounded by zombies. <laughs> and I thought that he was really just trying to screw us over by putting zombies out. And I don't think I realized until maybe the last round that that's not exactly what you were doing. Right. That you were taking up space and trying to get your characters killed. <laughs> yeah. Part of it was that every time somebody died, I was like, no, 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 no. Put that dead person in a pile, in a special pile, just for me. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, ooh, gross. Dax, do you need them to die? <laughs> Are you? It's weird, David. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so it, and it, it ended up working out such that. W- the table lost the general objective. And yes. I think that's going to happen. The The board is already so far against you. As soon as you introduce a betrayer or an exiled player, eh, now you have like real intelligence trying to spoil the game for you. Mm-hmm. And in the, exi- in the exiled, not only did you all have to lose, you all had to lose. And I think five or six characters needed to be dead. I needed everybody to lose, but I needed six characters to die first. And I think I got up to four or three before. You were close. Yeah, we were real close before we lost on morale. I think the morale went to zero and the game is immediately yeah. over. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Our goal for that entire thing was to live through five rounds. And we <laughs> failed. And I, You know, but we, it wasn't, I don't feel it was until... End of turn four, because uh, I'll tell you, audience, we went nuts trying to do one of our last goals came up trying to, you know, scounge together things yeah. and and we just couldn't find it. Yeah. We were finding everything but the thing we needed as we were scounging. Of course, we blew up the fucking school, but, you know, <laughs> all the other stuff, it was just it was going crazy. Um, so I'm not even I really felt like we were in it till the end. I don't feel like halfway through the game we went, oh, unwinnable. I think we were in that 90 number or 89 number and went, uh oh, yeah, we're screwed. Yeah. Which is kind of sometimes how I feel in pandemic and other games. It's all the way at the end. You go, oh, yeah, it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. But we were close. It was yes. uh, it was just a morale thing. Like we missed one step. And that that's kind of fun about the game is that you can be so close and very slightly miscalculate something and your morale tracker is at zero. Game ends, um, which is exactly what happened to, to us because I was the last person that turn and was like, okay, if I do these two things, oh, shit. I don't have the thing to finish that morale is going to go. Right. And right. Well, and I think I didn't win, which is, yeah, no, that's true. Nobody won. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And that was the other thing is that like, if I killed your characters, morale was dropping, but if my characters died, morale didn't drop. And again, it took me a bit to realize all that stuff, you know, realize the full implications of my victory conditions versus where you guys were at at the morale tracker. Mm -hmm. I, you know, this game's tough. <laughs> and and yeah. so we didn't win and you didn't win. That's right. also my Tinder profile quote. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there's so much going on. I'm just going to glance over that and just keep going. Um, <laughs> you have the overall goal. You have your personal goal. You have a betrayer goal. And then you have an exile person's goal and the betrayer and the exile are not the same but they can still screw your crap up real bad 
Yeah, and I will say when I looked at the exiled card, it said if you're the betrayer, you now have an easier job. Mm-hmm. Um, so like my body count would have been lower if I was the betrayer. Ooh. Yeah. So I want to say that like when you exile, so be beware, folks. When you have a betrayer in your community, when you exile them, yes, they get rid of the betrayer card. They have a new goal, but oftentimes that goal is easier because they're the betrayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to be real good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And each, uh, there's some little flavor text with like each um, betrayer story with mm-hmm. the um, overall objective. There's there's flavor text with those on why you're doing the thing you're doing. So yeah, it's really it's like um, what is it like? You're not. It almost puts you as not quite the bad guy. Like you have a second mm-hmm. thing that you really need to take care of. Some of them you are the bad guy, but 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 I think one of them was like you have your family is tucked away someplace and you really just need to bring them a lot of food. And so it really is like, well, you're a bad guy to the group, but you're a good guy to your own family. Well, I'm reading the I read the betrayer stories a little bit ago and I'm looking at them right now. They're pretty bad. They're oh, really? bad. Yeah. Um, May I? May I yeah. do one for you? Yeah. OK. Gluttony betrayal. Each morning I stand naked in front of the mirror and drink in the side of my body. I've noted the leanness in the face of the others or the visible ribs along their flanks. They eat enough to survive, but everyone is hungry. And though I cannot explain it, that fact excites me. Each night I uncover my secret hoard and just stare at it. Sometimes I stample these stolen morsels, but of course I can't eat too much or everyone will know. I revel in the thought that my belly is filled with e- while everyone else's growls with hunger. When I look in the mirror, I lovingly caress my flesh, joyously touching those parts of myself that look so plump and prosperous. I adore my love handles and the slight paunch I've been nurturing. Such a luxury. And I, I thrill that it comes at the expense of my neighbors. I have while they do not, and I find that achingly exquisite. What a bastard. <laughs> Dude, that's a terrible card. See? <laughs> no, it's just, it is, it is like grabbing on the worst part of humanity. Yeah. And making a card out of it. And and that's the way they do their stuff. They do a great job. Yeah. 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 yeah their flavor text is just so good. It's so good. Now, expansions, you know, we've been playing online and this is now in my category for pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll probably be a con pickup, you know, supporting someone that's there. You know, I'm not going to Amazon it, but I've been in the idea of, do I really buy the Dead of Winter or Crossroad games or do I get Dead of Winter the Long Night? I noticed it came out later, but it's also a fully standalone game that can be merged. It cannot be merged, blah, blah, blah. Heather, have you tried the Long Night yet? I have not. I really wish I had because I love this game so much, um, but I haven't had the opportunity. I was actually going to play it at Gen Con, but <sighs> we all know how my schedule went. Yes. Um, Next year we'll play together. It was yeah, so crazy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have not played it. I know it. it's a standalone um, from the original Dead of Winter, and it's just it's supposed to be just as good. And Dave, you know, the uh, promo packs that they have, you can add more characters too, like the Felicia Day thing. Mm-hmm. I think you could buy those at some place, but uh, they were a promo that they had some limiteds on. But they also have people that you add to the game to kind of... You know, it's almost like that Doctor Who game where they came out with it and they said, we'll be adding more doctors later. Mm-hmm. They came out with this and said, we'll be adding some more people later. Yeah. So I hope they, uh, you know, do some other things too. But 
I really want to do that dead of winter warring colonies. As we get closer to BGG con, I wonder if I can, uh, you know, I mean, I should go on the boards and see if I can't get a, a group of, you know, cause you want to do it. I think with more than four people, you want to do it with like 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and two things I noticed today when I was kind of looking things up, there is a comic book, um, <gasps> a dead of winter, a good, good dog trade paperback. Um, uh, Sparky. Sparky is on the cover. Oh, how awesome uh, is that? And I also found a, it's called dead of winter crossroads card creator and editor. <gasps> um, you can create your own crossroads cards. Yes. As well as I think there's a public library of them. <gasps> um, you can do that at Plaid Hat Games website. And I also found that there is an Android app that uh, has all of the crossroads cards preloaded into it for Dead of Winter and the expansions, it looks like, um, which will read them to you and apparently allows you the choice of. Just read the trigger. Just read the first oh. part of the flavor text. Just read the decision part. That um, is really cool. And I, I think you can load the public cards into the app. So that if you have awesome. like a full introvert group, nobody even needs to read. Well, and really, like so much of this game, I think is is in that flavor text. And if you are somebody who thinks, ah, I think I'm not going to do a great job at reading this aloud, you can have the app do it, it sounds like. And it reads it out loud. It it, it vocalizes it. Yeah. <laughs> that is cool. I saw that something about really spooky cool. sounds, too. So maybe they're sound effects. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Because yeah. mm -hmm. I, I love reading it. the cards out loud. But yeah. Oh, yeah. It's cool. We all do. Well, the, but we are all like avid role players, and we True. love that kind of stuff. So if, like, We're hammy. If this was yeah, if this was a if this was a you know traditional board game group that doesn't isn't used to that, they went, well, let's just get the app and let the app do that effort for us, which is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. OK, now we often talk about movies or books that go along to help kind of set the scene for folks. <laughs> Obviously, Walking Dead sets the scene. Yeah. 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 I think Walking Dead is probably a great analog. I mean, I haven't seen it. Sorry. Um but oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't. Oh, yeah. Let's just whoa. not get on that train. Um, <laughs> whoa. I, I only like my zombies in D&D uh, &D where you can kill them easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I know that uh, there's a lot of choices I've seen in like the video game of Walking Dead. Like you have yeah. to make a horrible choice. It right. oh. Either way, it's a horrible choice. That right. may be and a better jump off than just a TV show to say mm -hmm. the video game. Well, the mm -hmm. TV show, you see the characters go through those same horrible choices. Right. You know, yeah. like there's, a, I think early on, there was a, a moment where they're like, this guy is a problem. Are we going to exile him basically on this mm -hmm. rooftop and leave him to die to zombies? Or are we going to take, you know, save him? And they, cho they choose to leave him there. And that has downstream consequences. Handcuffed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. On top. So, I mean, this is Spoilers. similar to that. I think there's a lot of that. Yes, I think that's a season one spoiler, though. Yeah, <laughs> season one. But but either way, this yeah, this definitely has a lot of great, great like. All right, you have this choice to make, and I, you know, as a DM, as a DM, like I like just going through the crossroad cards because yes. you can totally go through those and be like, you know what, I could put this into a D and D game. Granted, it's not a school or something, but I can put this setup, you know, and and force these kinds of horrific choices. It's wow, David, you are such a DM. And he's um, smiling really big, yeah. people. Yeah. The whole reason that I 
even picked up Dead of Winter um, was I saw it on Tabletop, the last season of Tabletop uh, on YouTube. Mm. And it wasn't so much strategy games sometimes I don't like. It was hearing the Crossroads cards being uh, read out loud um, mm-hmm. with you know voices and acting because it's Will Wheaton. He was kind of acting out the card. Um, that is what sold me on getting the game and playing it because this isn't always like my style of game um and so it really had that kind of uh, that investment into it but talking about you know it's a zombie movie or Mm -hmm. right it's just a zombie movie that you have to make horrible decisions in yeah yeah definitely and i really like that each character um has a name they have Mm -hmm. unique abilities stats that kind of thing maybe even a little bit of flavor text at the bottom but Mm -hmm. you get a sense that I can get to know these characters on the thing and see how they interact with one another and all that kind of stuff. Like there's actually some uh, role play E stuff going on in there that I, I really enjoy um, that they put in that effort. It wasn't like town mayor. It's like the guy's name and his role is town mayor, you know? So it's mm-hmm. not, they're not giving you the role of the people they are giving you names. And with that comes identity and all that other stuff. So they, they've done a really good job of, of fleshing this out. Yeah, for sure. I highly recommend it. I recommend the expansions, even though I haven't played them, because I'm sure they are just as good. And I would love, I would love to play it more in person. And I'm looking forward to buying the Long Night. I'm going to pick up the second one that's standalone and just kind of add that to my personal collection because it is a two to five player game, which means I can have a small group over. I don't have to have a full like you know team of people to play it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're both two to five players. I think the a Crossroads game and a Long Night are both two player games, two to five. Yep. And I'm looking forward to the new game that Plaid Hat's putting out called Gen 7 in space. Yeah. Gen 7 um, looks pretty cool. And it's another Crossroads game. So I'm I'm all in. And, you know, I'm a giant sci fi fan. So this will yeah. be a, that'll be a, a winner for me. Nerd. <laughs> sci fi nerd. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Gen 7 is not what we're talking about. Does anybody know when it comes out? Is it going to be an Origins release? Is it a Gen Con release? Are we going to see it for Christmas? It's on pre-order now. Uh, It doesn't say when it's... It just says it's for pre-order now. It doesn't say... Yeah, I'm willing to bet that this is going to be a Gen Con release. Just because that's how people do it. You know? Like, this is not a Kickstarter. And actually, that's kind of interesting that they did not Kickstarter this because almost always these days people are doing Kickstarters for... What? A new game that wasn't a Kickstarter? They just made it all on their own without doing the... What seems to be nowadays the typical game development path of get the audience to pay for it and pre-buy yeah. <laughs> yeah. everything. There well, is not an them. official release date for it. At one point, it was December 2018, January 2019, but they there is not a timetable as Good. far as Board Game Geek says. I'm looking forward to seeing that game and, uh, and, and adding it into our rotation if we can. Folks, if you ever want to watch us play this game, we are playing it almost every other Friday night <laughs> at this point because we have so much fun with it. <laughs> yeah. And we need to see maybe if the expansions are on there. That, mm-hmm. that could lead to a big night if, uh, oh my God, we'd be streaming till four in the morning if we had oh, a yeah. colony that, against colony. God bless. Well, or it might be over pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. But we're always looking for a game that will host more than like six people. It's true. Yeah. It's true. We need a game that can host like 10, 10 something people. Yeah. Folks, let's go kind of around the horn. Heather, where, where can people find you? 
you guys can find me at Katrina, K-R-A-T-R-I-N-A, pretty much everywhere online. Oh, yeah. And we will, of course, link that in the show notes. And Rich, you now are on the, the Twitters as well, yeah? Yes, I am. I have to look that up. Hold on. Tweeter world here. It's High Shelf Rich. High Shelf Rich. Oh, thanks. <laughs> high Shelf Rich on tweeters. And you can also email me at highshelfrich at gmail.com and find me on Tinder as High Shelf Rich. Oh, my God. No. Stop. That's terrible. I'm not on Tinder. Just kidding. Swipe right. Swipe right. <laughs> it's- um, and of I course, love that we knew your Twitter handle yeah. and you didn't. <laughs> um, I will also say, just a reminder to everybody, we are giving away a 3D printed gray render. We already gave away one during our Twitch stream. That's going to Remulus on uh, Twitch. But um, in the podcast, we're also giving one away for iTunes reviews. So if you go on there, review us on iTunes. There's a it's a it's a large creature. It's got a hundred and something hit points. I'm a huge fan of them because they like they like pick a small thing to protect. And so it becomes this like little like a little girl is protected by a gray render. And you have to figure out how to like get her away from it so she can go back and rejoin her family. But it's totally protecting her. <laughs> so That's she's safe. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so gray renders are a lot of fun. Uh, we're giving that away um, based on iTunes reviews. So once we get to 20 reviews. We'll be giving that away. We're actually pretty close. We've only need like, I think six more reviews and then we'll be able to give that one away. Sweet. I'll go do a review. The best way to help a podcast grow guys is to review it on iTunes and uh, share it on social media. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks all again for listening and as always have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. 